And in this corner, weighing in at a set of blueberries, the standard low-fat Republican, grand old Republican, who refuses to fight the Democrats the way they fight us, Governor Goofball. And in this corner, weighing in at a set of Vidalia onions, the teller of truth, the slayer of Democrats. Folks, people want a champion. A man and his microphone. The really real deal with Brother Craig, the hatchet man. Christmas to you all as we listen to a little bit of the tremendous temptations with their version of Silent Night. Welcome to the Really Real Deal, folks. It's uh, really an honor, a privilege, and a pleasure to come before you every week to share the things with you that God has put on my heart and on my mind uh, to share. And, uh, hey, here we are a few days uh, from our Christmas uh, celebration, but of course we've been celebrating all throughout the Christmas season. I love this time of year. I guess you can tell. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm, I'm a Christmas baby. Yeah. So, but listen, we had a uh, wonderful time last week. I want to say thank you to uh, everyone that supported us. Uh, we had folks to come out. We had folks that couldn't make it out, but sent donations in. And uh, as you as you know, uh, last week was our annual uh, winter fundraiser. And now next year, we're going to do this thing in November, folks, because, you know, with the competition, with the Christmas season, uh, the Republican advance, uh, it was the same thing last year. You know, we ended up doing it right at the same time, the Republican advance. And so with the, the competition of events, uh, I think next year we're going to do this in uh in between election day and Thanksgiving in November. But just, you know, thank you. Um, thank you to my good friend, Don Blake. Uh, you know, we, we had our event over at the uh, Virginia Christian Alliance building. And uh, I'm a member of the Virginia Christian Alliance over there. Don and I, we are like, um, we, we're like brothers. You know, I don't know who adopted whom, <laughs> whether it was he adopting me, he needed a, a kid brother, or if I needed a big brother, I'm I'm the big brother in my family. So, you know, now now I have a big brother, Don Blake. He's a great guy. Uh, the Virginia Christian Alliance, uh, they really uh, have been doing the Lord's work for a long time. Uh, I am the school choice advocate over there, and uh, that's one of my uh, big issues. You know, there's so much regeneration that we need in this 
uh, in this society that we love. And one of the things that I am really, really adamant about, and if you really stop to think about it, it really makes sense that for all the many, many things that we need improvement on or, you know, actually regeneration, things go for a while and then they just decay. It's just the natural state of, of, of the reality of life. It, you know, there's no, you know, wicked person to point to, oh, well, that's, there's the devil there. It's, it's, it's you know, it, it happens regularly, just like the four seasons. You plant in the spring. Things grow in the summer, you harvest in the fall, and they die in the winter. Then in the spring, you have what? Regeneration, okay? Uh, Same thing. But if we don't fix education, and I mean root and branch, not tinker around the edges, if that does not get fixed, then all of our other efforts are for naught because, you know, we're we're like um, we're screaming Screaming at the ocean, you know, screaming <clears throat> into the wind. <clears throat> and the enemies of the way of life that we've been blessed to receive in this country, and, and make no mistake, that's an accurate description, the enemies of the way of life, even of Christmas, okay? There are people that are enemies of Christmas. They are enemies of Christian faith. They are enemies of you and I having freedom as a gift from God. And their preference would be that your freedom and my freedom is whatever they say it is. And that we're not, in their view, we're not born free, which is the only way it could be a gift from God. When you're born, you're born free. Okay, no no man can grant you what God gave you already. That's the first commandment. No other gods before God. Okay, and uh, but... That's the most often violated of the Ten Commandments because what man wants to do is put himself in that position. And that's a seat that only God can sit in. So we go through all this, you know, and, you know, now with the government shutdown, you know, you got people running around, oh, you know, the world is going to come to an end. And it's, it's, it's all just so ridiculous. And it's all designed to take people who lack faith in God and who lack faith in themselves, okay, is designed to fill these types of people with anxiety, okay? See, these are fearful people, and there's there's two types of people, that the fearful and then those that fear only God. So if you fear only God, you cannot fear a government shutdown, and these people cannot manipulate you, Okay? So this thing with education, if we fight all these battles, but we put our children on school buses and send them over to people that are teaching our children, boys, you wear a dress. Girls, you become a boy. Girls, you get a girlfriend. Boys, you get a boyfriend. Okay, they're teaching them everything except math and science and reading. Okay? I mean, you know, this false global warming, you know, they're teaching them that Republicans hate women, hate brown people, hate children, hate clean air, hate clean water. This all this hatred and nonsense and sexual licentiousness and sexual immorality and just loosening these things that throughout the centuries uh, 
people of faith have had the purview to teach these things to their children so that when maturation comes, it comes in an orderly way, and there is a way for that sexual energy to be directed in a way that is pleasing to God and that produces a wholesome society. But this just simply does not happen when you fail to realize that you and I are in a war. It's not a war of our choosing, but when Satan was kicked out of heaven, he vowed he would return. You know, this would be a good time for me to have a little sound bite of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'll be back. <laughs> but, uh, and maybe it's not a laughing matter, but, I mean, if I can't have a little fun while I tell you the truth, I mean, I'd be crying up here because sometimes the truth is not pretty. And um, But, you know, I'm trying to lighten it up a little bit. Uh, and I, I like to, uh, as best I can, lighten it up a little bit in the month of December. But um, it's sometimes it's, it's tough, even in the Christmas season. You know, the truth still has to be told. After all, the uh, person whom we are celebrating that was born, uh, Jesus Christ, uh, he spoke truth, okay? And so and it's real easy to fall in love with the little baby uh, Jesus. But we need to remember now, the little baby Jesus grew up to be a man, and that man spoke truth. And God is not a respecter of persons, nor am I. And so that truth is a double-edged sword, and it cuts, you know. And, and, and as a matter of fact, it's written that judgment begins in the house of the Lord. And so we who should know better, we get, you know, there's a judgment for us too. And for those that uh, have not yet gotten to know the Lord, uh, the Christmas season is an ideal time to do that to for for folks to understand that uh, this is a special season, but it can happen anytime, any day of the year. It does not have to be December 25th, but on any day of the year, Jesus Christ can be born in your heart. Okay, and so you know, I talk politics, we talk social uh, issues, but we talk faith. Okay. And faith, and, you know, one of the things uh, for, for those that came out to the fundraiser and they saw the big banner uh, we have up, the seven C's of a successful society, and the first of those C's is Christian faith, okay? Now, you, if, you, if you take that away, the other six, you can't even have them, okay? And the other six after Christian faith are conservative values, okay? Conserving what? Conserving the idea that your freedom comes from God, not from your fellow man, not from Democrats, not from Republicans, not from Trump, not from Bush, not from Obama, not from Clinton. Your, your rights come from God, not from George Washington, James Madison, and Thomas Jefferson. Your rights came from God Almighty, okay? And there was a time in this great nation when men had humility and they recognized their own limitations. And so... This is why uh, I forget which founding father it was. I think it it may have been Franklin uh, who said, uh, Franklin, maybe Madison, I I forget. But uh, our Constitution was written for a God-fearing and religious people only. And it is suited to no other. Okay, And so to the extent that 
we become more secularized, more filled with hatred, uh, you know, more able to have satanic people push buttons of hate in the population, then more and more we become unable to live under our Constitution because our Constitution is not suited for such people. It's suited for people that have a thing called self-government. And so it is so helpful when Jesus Christ is born in your heart because then all of a sudden you start looking at self and not so much at the rest of the world. But anyway, we uh, you know, we have a fantastic program lined up for you. have a very dear friend that's going to join us at uh, 1030 uh, Bev Beach, and uh, Bev is a um, retired uh, chaplain and uh, fills in in our Sunday Bible, one of the Bible studies uh, that I attend over at Fairmount, and uh, such wonderful, wonderful people, uh, just really beautiful friends that uh, my my sweet wife and I have made over at Fairmount, and uh, we've been blessed to have several of them to be guests here on the program, my good friend uh, Felix has been a guest uh, uh, several times. Uh, we've had uh, a scientist, Russ Jacafay, uh, has been a guest here, and um, and I really need to get our our main Bible uh, study uh, teacher, Frank Saunders. I'm looking forward to getting him sometimes uh, coming up in the new year. But today we have Bev, and uh, Bev did such a wonderful. A job uh, of sharing this past Sunday about what must it have been like for Mary, uh, the mother of Jesus. And, and I thought, wow, that was really beautiful. So I asked her if she would share that, uh, a little bit of that uh, with our audience today. So she's going to be calling us at 1030. But right now I'm a little bit long on my open. So we're going to take our first break of the day, and uh, and then we'll be right back. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. sin and error pining till he Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, 
TheFirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air. But the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. sing like that. Welcome back to the program, America, your friendly neighborhood hatchet band, Brother Craig, coming at you live and having a fantastic time as we listen to a little bit of Luther Vandross's version of Oh Come All Ye Faithful. I tell you, I love that song, and it's one of my favorites, and I think that's my favorite version. Even the, the, the drums, you can hear it very clearly throughout there, and the drums kind of remind me of the little drummer boy. You know, that, that, that gift that we all, we all have a song that we sing, uh, for the Lord, whether we realize it or not. And so, uh, that's another one of my favorites. And uh, we're going to play that one coming up. And, um, you know, you heard the, uh, the giving ad. And, uh, and as I shared earlier in our opening, uh, we are going to start going, uh, Monday through Thursday, four to six. Uh, p.m. in the drive time, 4 to 6 p.m., right after uh, the Michael Savage show. Now, for those of you who are fans of Michael Savage, uh, you are probably aware that Michael Savage is going from a three-hour national program down to a one-hour national program. So all over these United States, uh, you know, folks are scrambling to fill the uh, the second and third hour of the Michael Savage uh, program well in the Central Virginia market on 8:20 a.m. and uh, 92.7 FM, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, brother Craig. I will be uh, taking up those last two hours uh, of the drive time that Michael Savage used to have. And so, one of the things you know when we we do the fundraiser, the the number one cost of uh, any funds we get into the first amendment Inc is to pay our radio fee expenses, which are, you know, it, it, you know, freedom is not free. Uh, it's, it's an old saying for a reason because it's true. You know, freedom costs a lot. It costs a lot in blood. Uh, freedom costs a lot in time. Freedom costs a lot in money. Okay. Freedom is not free. And I just cannot, overstate that well by making this move our radio fees are going to increase exponentially and so we're going to be doing uh two things we're going to continue to uh ask folks to to help out uh uh the fundraiser as an event is over but the fundraising uh will continue and so we're going to continue to ask people to help if you like this program uh if you're a giver uh, we just we pray that some of your giving would come in the direction of the First Amendment Inc. Okay, 
the uh, as a matter of fact, uh, if you're unaware, uh, we have a website, thereallyrealdeal.com, thereallyrealdeal.com. Uh, we have a very secure website. We paid the upcharge to make sure that it is secure. If you look up in the top, uh, in the uh, in the top where it's the HTTPS, some websites will say not secure. Ours is secure, okay? And so we never sell or rent or share your information in any way uh, with anyone whatsoever, okay? So it's very secure to send a donation online. But for those of you who would prefer uh, to do things the old-fashioned way, then our mailing address is 8659 Staples Mill Road. And I'll, I'll give the address out again later in the program for anyone that may want to just go get a pen, okay? And it's The First Amendment, Inc. Uh, you know, one sweet lady sent us a check made out to Brother Craig the Hatchet Man. <laughs> and... uh so and we had to send it back. And as a matter of fact, when she sent it back to us, she she made the the return check for a little more. So that was so nice of her. But uh, no, you can't make the check out to me. It has to be the First Amendment Inc. Okay, and the address is eighty six fifty nine Staples Mill Road, Richmond, Virginia two three two two eight. And the second thing we're going to do is we're going to be having a big push to try to sell some ads. You know, it's it's very difficult. And it's, um, well, part of me wants to say I don't understand why, but a part of me, I, I do understand. People are full of fear. People mean well, but people are fearful. And, you know, the content of this program, you know, I take no prisoners, okay? Um, I, I do my best to speak truth. I research, you know, I, I'm not in a rush to, to be on the uh, main minutiae of the day as most of the media is. And then they just repeat that incessantly over and over and over again, you know, with this ridiculous, you know, Republican versus Democrat. And it's, uh, you know, I just, I find that boring. Okay. Uh, because for the most part, if, if it's a Democrat that's being interviewed, that means they're in leadership. And if they're in leadership, I already know what their issue is. They're wicked. Okay, and so I don't waste time with that. But anyway, um, we're going we're gonna to take our bottom of the hour news break, and uh, we're going to have our wonderful guests uh, coming up, and uh, and we'll we'll continue with this conversation after our guest. You can run on for a long time, run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Well, my goodness gracious, let me tell you the news. My head's been wet with the midnight dew. I've been down on bended knee, talking to the man from Galilee.
Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live. Oh, I just love this beautiful Christmas music we have, and I just love my good friend here, uh, Bev Beach. And, Bev, how are you? Oh, Merry Christmas to you, Craig. Merry, Merry Christmas to you, too. And I really appreciate you taking time. Uh, you know, you did such a wonderful Bible study. And, uh, and folks, I was sharing with you earlier that uh, over at Fairmount uh, Christian Church, we have, we are, aren't we blessed, Bev? Our cup truly runneth over with so many uh, wonderfully talented uh, Bible study instructors. And uh, whenever you substitute for Frank, I just, you know, I get so much out of it. I mean, and Frank, and isn't Frank great? Oh, he's wonderful. We are fortunate. Yeah. Uh, the, and everyone's a little bit different, so it makes it interesting. Yeah, yeah. We have you, we have Frank, we have uh, Felix. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I interviewed Felix last week, and fa- I found out Felix been te- has been teaching Bible study for 42 years. I yes, mean, wow. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, and... Uh, and I remember back when we had Frank Esselman taught once, and, I mean, he just lit the yes. place up. <laughs> well, it's a blessing to teach because when you teach, it requires you to do a lot of study. So it probably does the teacher more good than it even does those that are listening. And, you know, and that's the same thing Felix said last week. And, mm-hmm. and trust me. I know because I have to be a teacher every week, and now <laughs> next year I have to be one every day. It's like back like a few years ago I used to do the afternoon drive Monday through Friday. And, and trust me, I, you, you, there is a lot of study and uh, staying up to date on what's going on. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But now you, you, had, such a, you had an interesting take, uh, you know, Christmas from the point of view of Mary. You would you know you want to share that with our audience? Well, when I think of Mary, she was a poor young woman, and she was born to be the mother of the Christ. And uh, when I think of Mary, I just think of her as a woman and a mother, and I relate to her so much that way. Uh, you know, I think about how it must have felt for the angel to come and actually speak to you and tell you you're going to be the mother of the Messiah. How amazing that must have been. How frightened she must have been. But she accepted what the angel said with with um, enthusiasm, which is interesting. And mm-hmm. she said, um, you know, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me, as you have said, she readily accepted what the angel had said to her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think of her raising Jesus. We have very few uh, scripture passages that relate to his youth other than when he appeared at the temple at 12 years of age. But I raised two boys. So mm-hmm. when I think of Jesus, I think you know, he must have run and played games and climbed trees and Mm -hmm. did all the things that little boys do. Mm -hmm. And when he fell down and he hurt himself, he ran to Mary for her comfort. She must have cradled him and told him stories. Um, You know, she loved him 
like we love our sons. Mm -hmm. And even though she knew it was a greater purpose, I can only imagine that Mary thought of Jesus as her wonderful, special son. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then 33 years later, they have to witness uh, the crucifixion. Yes. I, uh, when I think of the crucifixion, I, and, and of course, this is my own thoughts. It doesn't, it doesn't specify this in Scripture, but when I think of Mary kneeling at that cross watching Jesus suffer and die, I can only imagine that she's thinking as a mother. Mm-hmm. How would a mother feel to look up and see this agony that your child because whether you're 33 or you're three, you're my child, mm-hmm. and uh, to watch that agony. But the other thing I thought about is shortly after that, Jesus ascended, and I believe Mary probably saw Jesus ascend into heaven, and she also was blessed with the Holy Spirit when it came. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's a sad story, and it's uh, when you think of the crucifixion, it may not be the way we think it should be. Mm-hmm. It was God's plan. It was his, you know, infinite wisdom that mm-hmm. brought that plan into play. Yeah. So, you know, Mary is a special, a very special character uh, in Scripture. We should never uh, put her above Jesus ever, mm-hmm. but uh, she is a very special person. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh... You know, it's just so it's so wonderful to be able to share this because, as I was sharing with the audience uh, earlier, it's very easy when we in our like even I have a manger scene out in the front of my house with Joseph and Mary and the little baby. Mm-hmm. But that little baby grew up to be a man, okay? yes. and that yes. man had some very tough things to say. You know, it wasn't right. always you know violins playing and rose petals falling from heaven, right. and. Uh, you know, so, I mean, these tough things had to be said because that this is the reason he was born. Uh, you know, he he was born to set things right because we, we uh, of our own nature, uh, are in need of that. And if we were not in need of it, then, then the whole thing would have been, uh, you know, an exercise in futility. But obviously it wasn't. And it amazes me um, today that so few people even celebrate Jesus. Mm. They celebrate presents or they celebrate family events or, you know, different different activities during Christmas, but Jesus is never mentioned once. And it's very disheartening to think that. I would encourage anyone who, anyone who's listening, or I would encourage anyone to at least, if you don't do anything at all during Christmas, but read Luke 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. Those Two chapters give you a glimpse of what it's like to uh, to know Jesus as he came mm-hmm. and to know the beginning of the story. Yeah, yeah. We have that little snippet that we're going to play from uh, Charlie Brown, and uh, hopefully we'll have it uh, coming up ready real soon here. Yeah. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a matter of fact, um, in last Sunday's Bible study, after you read that passage, um, I think Ken said, 
And that's the true meaning of Christmas, Charlie <laughs> Brown. And everybody bust out laughing. <laughs> you can always relate to Charlie Brown, can't you? <laughs> and, you know, I, something I found very interesting, I found out, that um in that you know that was uh that Charlie Brown Christmas was put out in 1965 and mm. the the executives uh in the in the room that made the decision to 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 play it or not play it they were they were afraid that in this and you we think of America being secularized today okay this is 1965 okay uh they were afraid that to read that much of the Bible on a primetime television program, that 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 was verboten, and wow. that there was going to be a backlash, and and then they also thought that because the Vince Giraldi theme music was jazz oriented, uh, they thought that was bad, and so <laughs> but the, you know so there was a lot of discussion in the boardroom whether or not even to air the Charlie Brown Christmas special after it had been produced. And wow. so, and they thought that, oh, well, we'll go ahead and try it this one time, but it w it won't go anywhere. And that thing has been a mainstay ever since. Yeah, isn't it wonderful that we have uh, ex explained Christ through a cartoon? Yeah. Isn't it wonderful that Charlie Brown has probably reached as many people as humans have it's just wonderful. It is. It is. And see, God can just use anything and anyone. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, God bless uh, Charles Schultz, who, um, you know, the genius that put that thing together. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, any uh, any final words here? We're coming up against another uh, commercial break here. No, I, you know, I just would encourage people to spend a little time and, and read the scripture and, and see the important events that Mary and Joseph uh, encountered in the first Christmas and to uh, give a little interest to the biblical standpoint uh, mm -hmm. of the Christmas story. And share it with your children. Absolutely. Yes, and, and, and your grandchildren, you know. Well, we, we have our family Christmas today, mm -hmm. and my two little grandchildren will be reading the Christmas story. So that's that's a good thing to have young children do, and it, mm -hmm. it you know, immerses them in the, to the Christmas story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, thank you so much for sharing with our audience today, and God bless you. Oh, thank you, Craig. All right. Bye now. Mm, bye. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. 
That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, the FirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air. But the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. neighborhood hatchet man brother craig coming back at you live here as we listen to a little bit of how great thou art and uh hey a wonderful wonderful christmas special program we would love to hear from you out there the number here if you would like to call 804-454-1366 804-454-1366 and uh and you know one thing that we do is um we will even take a uh, christmas song request and uh if we're able to pull it up we'll uh we'll play it at our next break okay so uh and and we have gotten uh you know in the last several years we have had folks call up and uh and ask if uh we could play a, a special song and uh you know I remember a gentleman uh Larry I believe called up and asked for the uh little drummer boy by the Harris Simeon Corral and, uh, and as a matter of fact, we've been playing that one ever since. And I can't last year. I can't remember a lady called and asked for a special uh, Christmas song. And I, I wish I could remember the, the 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 song she wanted. But 
you know, anyone out there, uh, feel free to call up. You can be live on the air uh, with your question or comment. Or if you just have a, a, a Christmas song you'd like to hear, uh, call up and, uh, and um, you know, and let, uh, let Henry know uh, what that song would be. We'd love to hear from you. 804-454-1366 is the number. And, again, you heard the giving ad there, and uh, I wanted to get back on my comments about the uh, fundraiser we had last week and the coming uh, program lineup for uh, 2019, uh, January 7th. Uh, that, that first Monday is uh, when we will uh, kick things off, uh, Monday through Thursday. Uh, on Fridays, the Lee brothers will still be there from 3 to 6. Okay, so... Uh, Monday through Thursday, and I'm really looking forward to that. But as I shared earlier, uh, freedom is not free. There is a cost. Uh, so we ask folks to donate to uh, the First Amendment, Inc. And in the meantime, uh, I'm going to deputize you listeners out there, okay? You're going to officially become a member of Hatchet Nation, okay? So uh, some of the businesses perhaps that you do business with Maybe you would ask them, hey, how would you like to advertise on the really real deal with Brother Craig the Hatchet Man, okay? Um, afternoon drive, 4 to 6, a uh, great deal of people uh, listening, driving home from work. Uh, a, a really ideal opportunity, okay? Uh, not only an opportunity for me uh, to share truth uh, with our audience, but an opportunity for uh, people who are very, very reputable, and that's a, that's a key. They must be really, really reputable businesses. Okay, I would I would want to uh, meet the business owner and 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 uh, you know and have a discussion and and make sure that we're bringing to our audience uh, people that I if I needed that particular service, if I would hire them, and if they can pass the hatchet man test then they would be welcome to be an advertiser on the really real deal. And, uh, and you know, I'm thinking, uh, you know, eat that, there might even be a restaurant out there that uh, I think we, we might do a, um, a restaurant. Uh, I don't know if you call it a contest or, but, um, you know, I'm always talking about folks that tote onions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought about it. You know, there might be a restaurant that would have the Hatchet Man steak and onion dinner, okay? <laughs> and that would be uh, – now, I remember years ago, um, I, I can't remember if I was at uh, LEE or, in, or, or um, ah, CLM, but one of, the, one of the earlier radio stations I was on, uh, I was uh, – there was one guy that bought an ad at a uh, – what was the name of this restaurant? Anyway, he had the Hatchet Man special, but it, it, it was only at his restaurant. It was a chain restaurant, Captain D's, that's what it was. And so he he bought an ad for his restaurant for the Hatchet Man special. And folks started asking for the Hatchet Man special at all the Captain D's, okay? And none of the other managers even knew what the Hatchet Man special was. And then... Uh, and I would say shame on Captain D's for this. But then Captain D's, because he didn't go through corporate, okay, this guy took his own bonus money and bought an ad just to help his, his store. I mean, doing what a manager 
you know, doing the things to help improve the business in his store. Uh, took his own money now, didn't take store money, took his money, bought an ad, uh, had the Hatchet Man special. And, uh, and corporate not only took it down, but they sanctioned him, okay? Uh, and I forget, you know, all the details of, of, uh, of what they did, uh, but it was a financial sanction. Uh, and, you know, I, I thought that was ugly. I mean, I thought... You know, at, at at a minimum, they could say, "Well, hey, you know, you got to go through corporate, so take the ad down." But anyway, that what that demonstrated, and then I I uh, talked about that for a while back then. The the power of the hatchet. Okay, <laughs> so anyway, that's back when um, I, I I used to previously do an afternoon drive uh, program Monday through Friday. So we'll be back doing that once again. Uh, afternoon drive, 4 to 6 p.m., looking very much forward to it, okay? So now, since this is the Christmas season, I wanted to share with you, uh, because this was one of my anticipations, was that, um, and this happens every, uh, now we still have a little over an hour left in the program, so it's still not that I'm wishing it to happen, but every year it happens. There's some smart aleck that wants to call up, and say, well, you know, Christmas is just a pagan holiday and yada, yada, yada. And there's been all these different people that were, uh, they were said to be born on December the, the 25th and, and, and it was a virgin birth. And this, so this is just uh, this Christian thing that you believe in. It's just a myth. Okay. And so I came to the radio station loaded for bear today. <laughs> so even though I have not yet gotten that call, but you and I both know there are people out there that say this. Okay. So we're just going to pretend this joker has already called up and spouted that nonsense. But so I'm, I'm looking at a, um, a graphic here uh, where they say uh, God's born on December 25th. Happy birthday, Horace, uh, 3000. B.C., where they say B.C.E., before the common era. It's before Christ, okay? I don't like that B.C.E. Um, but um, or A.C.E., after the common era. I, I don't like that. It's, A.D. is in the year of our Lord. B.C. is before Christ. They, they have happy birthday, Osiris. Uh, happy birthday, Addis of Phrygia. Happy birthday, Krishna. Happy birthday, Zoroastra. Happy birthday, Mithria of Persia. Happy birthday, Hercules, Dionysus, Tammuz, Adonis, Hermes, Prometheus. Okay, all of this. <laughs> and um, it's just, and for one thing, most of these are not actual uh, human beings. Okay, these are just mythical uh, figures. Okay, but the, 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 the people in the areas where many of these people uh, are a figure, they don't even celebrate them as being December 25th. For example, they, uh, they believe Horus was born in the summer. No one knows when Zoroaster was born, but in Iran, there's a, a, a festival that celebrates him. They celebrate him in March, okay? Krishna's birthday is celebrated in August, okay? And so, and it goes on, on, I could just go through all of them, but I won't bother to go through all of them. So if you happen to hear some of this stuff, 
This is just uh, nonsense, you know. And it's like uh, Christianity is the only religion that gets attacked in in this way. Uh, you know, no one's out. Well, I won't say no one, but most of the attacks uh, seem to go against Christianity. And what it what it does is reminds me of what my uh, football coach uh, taught me when I was uh, playing football uh, for the big bad Charles City Panthers, and uh, you know I was a defensive. I was a defensive end and an offensive lineman. And so uh, one of the things that we, we were taught is if, the, if, if you're being blocked in a particular direction, then the play, that's where the action is. The action is in the opposite direction. And so, you know, no one's going to block you in an area where it doesn't matter. And so that tells me that Christianity is where the action is, okay, because that's where the activity is. And so there's no, you know, you learn so much uh, playing playing football. I, I loved it, but that is one. So when 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 there's blocking and there's aggression, you know, I count that as a blessing because that tells me I'm on the right team. Okay. So anyway, we're gonna take our top of the hour news break, and uh, we will be right back. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here as we listen to a little bit of the, the Little Drummer Boy, another another one of my many, many favorite uh, Christmas songs. And uh, Little Boy had nothing to give but his song. And, hey, so that means we all have something to give because we all 
we all play our song, uh, be it a pleasant song or or a not-so-pleasant song. And uh, so we're going to welcome uh, Keith to the program, and we do have other lines uh, that are open. The number, if you would like to call in, is 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And Keith, uh, Merry Christmas to you, brother, and thank you so much for calling. Good morning, sir, and have a bl- I wish you a blessed and Merry Christmas this year. Oh, thank you, thank you. The you touch on a unique subject. I've been uh, I just finished my degree, thank God, at Liberty University Online. Oh, okay. And what was your degree in? Business management, information systems with a cognitive and intelligence. Oh, so, wow. Okay. So, a co- with uh, a cognitive and intelligence. Yes, the intelligence analysis. Oh, now, okay. Using, using computer systems to analyze intelligence. So, oh, okay. Oh, okay. So uh, it goes in line. I uh, retire at the end of this month from the Navy after 23 years, so uh, it was a capstone moment, but it was still great. But in wow. the study of that, in the studies of all of these things, it was a wonderful experience at Liberty because everything is slanted and falls back towards Christ. And mm-hmm. all of our discussions and things of this nature touched on this rise of neo-paganism, which you touched on in the previous hour. Um, the, yes. the, the Satanists raising statues of Baphomet in various capital places. Oh, and, yes, yes. We, and and, and the, the ugly thing about the, this uh, statue, that one of these demonic statues with horns has two little children looking up adoringly at the statue. Isn't that horrible? Yes. Yes, it is. And, you know, uh, I get to, it goes back to my memory of the scriptures, and it says, for those who would cause one of these little ones, either children or little mm-hmm. ones in faith, to stumble, millstone. millstone around your neck and jump into the water, you would be better off. Yes. So, you know, our faith is the only faith uh, in the world. And I say faith because it's not a religion. Ours mm-hmm. is a faith. Yes. It is God reaching down to us, uh, mm-hmm. a prodigal God reaching to us with abandonment, desperately pursuing us in love that we can't even begin to comprehend. All of the other ones, every other one, you can sit back and you can look. It's a man reaching up trying to please some God. And I put that in quotation marks. Okay, this is God trying to reach down to us, Mm -hmm. loving us so, and the shadow of the cross of Golgotha casts its image across eternity. Mm -hmm. There is the last thing. We talk about birth and life here at this time of year, but always, always, always the cross of Golgotha and yes. the shadow that it casts, and and no matter what, you've got your Horus, your Isis, these stone statues of man's handiwork buried in the sands, dead as a doornail. Mm-hmm. You have all of these Mohammedans and all the rest of the stuff. You can point to their bones, you can point to their buried statues, but you know what? We point mm-hmm. to an empty tomb. You are so we, right, and that's why my uh, nativity scene, behind my nativity scene, there's a huge cross, because that's why Jesus Christ was born. And you know what we have on each? We have uh, a total of four Christmas trees in our home. Uh, we just truly, truly adore this time of year. But at the <laughs> center of each one of them, at the center of each one of them, hidden from view, near this, the wood that makes up the center of the tree, mm-hmm. is a spike. Is the mm. spike of the nail of, to remind us that in all this joy, there's abject sorrow in what Christ did, did, paid for us at 
Golgotha. You are so and, right, because people don't realize the little baby grew up to be a man and what that man said and did and, and did for us and did for humanity. In those six hours, of it, they, a man named Lambert Dolphin, some people may agree with some of the things he says or not, but he truly put it together. A man named Lambert Dolphin wrote a piece online, if your people want to look at it. It's called Six Hours of Eternity. In the first three hours that man was nailed to the cross, he was our uh, the high priest. And at that last three hours, the man says that he was the sacrifice. And mm. upon that, in those last three hours, he took upon everything that we would ever do to make ourselves unrighteous before God. And he mm. took upon the full onslaught of demons and devil himself and reclaimed and redeemed us. Lambert so Dolphin. Lambert Dolphin. And it's called Six Hours of Eternity. It was truly a remarkable piece of uh, work online that I read, and it had a profound impact on my understanding of faith uh, mm-hmm. and what Christ, uh, the redeeming work that he did on yeah. Golgotha. Yeah. Well, God bless you. And now, now can I di- redirect you, since you say you are uh, currently in the Navy, nearing retirement, and you have a, a degree in intelligence analysis? Yes, sir. Oh, okay. And, you know, I... I, I I try to be an analyst <laughs> to the best of my ability with, you know, the talents that God has given me, but I don't have that type of training. And, uh, but we have a situation uh, in the world. We have uh, a president who promised that he was going to build a wall, drain the swamp, lock her up. He had all these catchy little phrases that he, he would say. Okay, and uh, and we have an establishment that goes, you know, in the same way that the only religion that the uh, demonic people attack. You know, there's not all these attacks on Buddhism or Islam. They're attacking where the action is, just like my football coach taught me. Okay, so they are attacking Trump. And so Trump has. In, in 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 spite of having a past that was just like St. Paul had a past, just like David had a past, just like all, a lot of the men God used had a past. So Trump had a past. But Trump appears to me to be the most pro-Christian, pro-Israel, pro-faith, pro-United States citizen, pro-average person, pro-baby-in-the-womb president that we've ever had. And so this this establishment is is really going after him and and it appears to me that some of the military the generals okay with uh the way Mattis retired with a you know he didn't have to put what he put in his retirement letter um but he he in in his own way he wanted it made known the the degree with which he disagreed with Donald Trump so as an analyst and as a member of the military are high-ranking military officials on board with their mission of serving and protecting this nation or are many of them serving and protecting their financial interests to, you know, maybe when they retire to go off somewhere and get a fat contract with a uh, military supplier, in other words, members of the swamp. All right. Well, what I can tell you is this, is that I am still a man bound 
by certain laws and regulations, and there is a rule that speaks about me speaking disparagingly about people who are uh, both civilian and military leadership. So I'm going to turn around and tell you that the general has the prerogative, the retiring general, the Secretary mm-hmm. of Defense, has the, has the ability and to speak his mind, and that is fine and great. But I will turn around and tell you this. I, I will come back to you after the 31st when I oh, am okay. liberated from that, okay? And I, I obey the rules. Unlike many people in government, I mm-hmm. am required, and my honor requires me to obey the regulations. Oh, okay. I will call you. I will. I will call you back on the, uh, after the 31st when I've retired. Oh, and that would my be tongue great. Will be that but would be I, great. I can offer you this analysis, sir. Mm-hmm. There is a gentleman who wrote, he's written several books, but he is a uh, Messianic rabbi up in New Jersey. His name is Jonathan, oh my goodness, I'm forgetting his last name, Khan, Jonathan Khan. He oh, wrote The Harbinger. I, I, interviewed, I interviewed him, and it's one of my favorite interviews. Actually, it is my all-time favorite interview, and certainly my longest interview. It's up on my website, and uh, I interviewed him for almost two hours. He's a remarkable person. Yes. And I, would, I have never had a chance, but just in the Harbingers, he says, and I've read in several of his pieces, that he was not, that he didn't receive some type of vision about this. But I believe the parable that he wrote in the Harbinger, mm-hmm. I think God, I think God did visit him. All right. And I'd like to meet him off the record and yes. talk man to man someplace. Okay. Because. Every, the minute that he says something like that, oh, he's a, he's a well. He's case, coming blah, blah, blah. to he's coming to speak in Newport News. Uh, I'll I'll double check and get the date. And uh, I, yeah, I'll I'll let you know. I'll let the whole audience know. I mean, we the place needs to be jam packed when he comes. I would love to see that. But he has also written a book, and this is where my analysis will come in, sir. I would highly recommend your people and your listeners get the book called The Paradigm. He speaks about a parallel between Jezebel and King Ahab. Yes, Bill and Hillary Clinton, and and Trump is King Jehu. Yes, so if you want the analysis, there you have it. Brother, I believe ultimately that we are, I, I, I can't, and God himself is the only person who knows when the end times, but I have a feeling that we're on a 6,000 year scale in accordance with the people of Israel, okay? Mm-hmm. I think somewhere down the line, things are rapidly coming, the prophecies are coming, you can close your eyes, you could deny them, yeah. but Trump, Trump is a, gr- a good man. We all have a past. It's amazing to sit here and listen to people up in Washington try to sit there yes. and morally lecture someone, mm-hmm. and when I... I look at them and say, you know, for all the things that you guys are doing wrong according to the Bible, I'm just as guilty. I'm asking, oh, I, the difference between me and many of the secular humanists in our country is, is that I understand what I'm doing is wrong, and I am, I am hopeless without God. Mm-hmm. So, and we all are. The difference there, that's the difference, okay? Yeah. And I throw, my, I throw myself down understanding that the only reason why I'm worth saving is because he said so. Amen. God bless you, Keith. And listen, go to my website, thereallyrealdeal.com. Sign up. A window will pop up. Sign up for the newsletter. We never share anyone's information. And in my website is my interview with uh, Jonathan Kahn about his latest book, The Paradigm. And you would find it fascinating. Well, I will definitely do that. And like I said, to your listeners, I believe that we... They've been predicting the end of time since the beginning of time, and I understand that. But we have God's Word to guide us, and I think things are happening. Ultimately, I believe Trump is a 
a shovel full of sand, if you will, that has slowed our descent. But I don't think we're going to be successful because the time is coming when we're going to go home. And yeah. I mean, so uh, we have a moral obligation. He's, gi- he's giving us some time. <laughs> yes. And, 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 and we better make use of it. <laughs> amen, brother. Amen. That's all I've got to say. Is all this, right. This, is, this a- is an individual fight. This is between individuals, not nations, not countries, because it's all going to come to an end here shortly. All right. Well, God bless and, you. I really appreciate you calling. And uh, keep listening now. Four to six, uh, starting January 7th. Four to six. Will uh, do, sir. All right. Have a blessed You too. Christmas. All right. Bye, Bye now. Well, all right, folks, I'm a little long on this segment, but that was a really, really good segment, a good call. Keith uh, calling in from Williamsburg, that was fantastic. Now, uh, if you'd like to call, the number is 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, the FirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air. But the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you.
Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. What a beautiful, beautiful song there. Uh, the lovely voice of Whitney Houston. Who would imagine a king? And uh, I think that's from uh, the movie The Bishop's Wife. Uh, oh, no, The Preacher's Wife. Okay, that's what it was. It's, it's actually a remake of, uh, of a movie, uh, The Bishop's Wife. Yeah, that was uh, Whitney Houston and uh, Denzel Washington, I believe. Uh, played the role of the preacher. But uh, that was a great movie and a beautiful song. And, uh, hey, 804-454-1366 is the number here. If you'd like to uh, participate, you have a, um, a Christmas song request or uh, just would like to uh, have a question or a comment, we'd love to have you. And, uh, you know, I've, had, I've not had a whole lot to say so far in the program about this so-called government shutdown. And, of course, uh, the whole thing is just a farce. Uh, the, the truth of the matter is that um, whenever you have these government shutdowns, uh, it's it's all it's really just for show, okay? The government never shuts down, okay? Uh, on, because I mean, think about it. Every Friday, the government employees go home until Monday, so you have Friday night, all day Saturday, all day Sunday, okay? Government shutdown, all right? And uh, but. You, soldiers are still uh, on uh, manning their watch, okay? Uh, police activity is still going on. Uh, you know, anyone that's due to get a check, and it's the same thing if you have one of these phony government shutdowns like we have now. Uh, you know, this thing could go on, uh, say, like the uh, the one that happened in 95, uh, okay? There was one with uh, Clinton. He tried to just uh, make Newt Gingrich out. The, what did he call him? The, the Gingrich who stole Christmas, <laughs> I mean, you know, Obama pulled the same thing. I mean, in each time it was the it was basically Democrats not wanting to do the things necessary to do because they they have an agenda and they're going to get their agenda done, period. Okay, and so. Whenever the people elect a Republican, for the most part, you elect a Republican uh, because you see the Republican as the zookeeper in in the zoo. Okay, so when the alligators get loose, do you blame the alligator, i.e., the Democrats, or do you blame the zookeeper, i.e., Republicans? Now, me, I blame the zookeeper. Okay, because I have no expectation that an alligator is going to say, you know, well, hi, good evening. Uh, you know, uh, you know, are, are we ready to dine? And, you know, sit down and put a napkin around his neck and pull out a fork and knife and, and, and eat a salad. No, the alligators, that's not the nature of an alligator. Alligators want, wants to eat you. He wants to eat me, okay? And that's Democrats, okay? And so when I say they want to eat you and me, what they want to do is they want to eat your productivity. They do not want you to be free. They don't want you to have the freedom that God gave you, and this is why they're anti-God. They're anti-God because if you believe in God, you have to believe in God's law and that all are free and equal, and they don't believe in that. They believe in themselves in power over you, and you are their servant, okay? And so they hated America right from its birth. The, the British nobility system, you know, they, they hated this whole idea. Okay, and so in all of the other uh, countries of Europe that had 
a system of nobles and serfs, you know, they all saw the handwriting on the wall. It's, oh, man, this this is over. You know, if, if America succeeds, this is over. You know, and Napoleon said, wow, if George Washington gives up power, he'll go down as the greatest man in history. And George Washington did give up power. Okay. And so he set himself as a servant, not as a king. Okay. And now he could have done what you see many, many nations do. He could have just uh, started out with all these high ideals. And you see revolution after revolution throughout the world. You know, some guy comes up and say, oh, well, you know, we're doing this for the little people because the guy that was in there, he was evil and wicked and we're for the people. And the next thing you know, they change this rule, they change that rule. They start out getting elected. And the next thing you know, they are, they are taking everyone's freedom and they are dictator. You see, Adolf Hitler got elected, okay, and then increased power. Hugo Chavez got elected and then increased power. And you just go on and on and on. You know, they didn't all do it the way... Uh, Lenin did it, you know, take the Romanov family out in the snow and just shoot them dead. A lot of them, uh, they got elected. And so this this whole idea of freedom, you know, as a gift, and you read God's holy word, it says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there also is liberty. Okay. And so this whole idea here, this whole concept of America is rooted in that, rooted in the Bible. The founding fathers were rooted in it. All the men of science that created this whole world that we live in and enjoy, the reason the reason why we have all this uh, technology uh, that we can go out and buy this gadget and that gadget, you know, there's, a, there's an empirical nature to this. When you go down to the root of it, these were all men of God and men of science and men of reason that created this. Okay. It didn't just pop up like a mushroom. And so now you have all these people that want to just ignore all of that, deny God in spite of this all came from God. The whole, the whole idea, even of government, the, it all, it comes from God. It comes from faith. And so it's just something to think about here uh, as we celebrate uh this this Christmas season. But anyway, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll have our final 30 minutes of today's program. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. Oh, I love that song there, Silent Night by the Temptations. Uh, hey, we have one uh, final 30 minutes in today's program, a Christmas special. And I know folks are out busy and running around. Hopefully you're listening to the hatchet man as you drive around. And uh, if you'd like to call 
Uh, hey, just be safe, pull over, uh, whip out your cell phone. The number is 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And we would love to uh, speak to you. And um, uh, now, where were we? Uh, well, another subject here. Okay. One of the things I, I had been studying on is the date of Jesus's birth. Okay. And now there's, uh, there's agreement on, we don't know the exact date. There's, there's pretty much universal agreement on that. And, um, and at a, at a, at a minimum, there's no specific date given in scripture, but where there's not agreement on, well, let me take that back. I think many there there probably is pretty good agreement on the Catholic Church selected uh, the December twenty fifth day, or at least this is when it's recorded in the fourth century. Okay, so but I I did a little. Um, Research. I looked at, okay, so what if it was de- December 25th or somewhere thereabouts, and, it, and you count backwards nine months, what was going on? And so, and I've not, I've not seen anyone make this case, and not that no one has made the case, but um, I've, not, I've not read it. So if someone has made the case, maybe, and if someone out there is listening and knows about this, perhaps you could call the program and share what you know or, or direct uh, the hatchet man to some, to some um, further research. But if you, if you go backwards uh, nine months from December 25th or, you know, in that general, uh, in, in late December, what you come up with is Purim, okay? And this is a... Um, a holy day that Mark, that is, that's based on the book of Esther, okay? And the Purim was a, a lottery that was uh, like a death lottery, okay? There, there was a decree to kill all the Jews. And Esther, Queen Esther, she was... The queen, her her uncle uh, Mordecai, was attempting to didn't attempt, but he put Esther right there in the spot as a way to save the Jews because his fatal enemy was Haman, and Haman uh, was uh, just beside himself because Mordecai would not bow. Okay. And so, and I like that, okay, because, you know, I'm not made out of that kind of material either. I'm going to bow to another human being. You know, I'm made in the image of God uh, just like everyone else. Now, you know, many people don't acknowledge that they're made in the image of God, but I acknowledge it. And for people that do acknowledge it, anyone that acknowledges that he or she is made in the image of God will bow to no one except God. And that was Mordecai, the uncle of Esther. Okay. And so Haman basically had manipulated the king into making a decree 
that would uh, enable Haman to have all the Jews killed. And this lottery, this Purim, was a lottery to pick the date of your execution. And so this, um, when Queen Esther told her husband that she herself was a Jew and that this was a, 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 a trick of Haman to get him to kill all of the Jews, which would include killing her, then what ended up happening was Haman was hung by his own noose, the gallows that he had built and prepared uh, to hang Mordecai, Haman was killed on it. And so the Jews were saved. And so ever since you have this, and it's somewhere between the 13th and the 15th of, of Adar in the Jewish calendar, which is February or March in the Gregorian calendar. Okay. And so if you, uh, if you count from uh, March and, and you go forward nine months, you have December, okay? So one of the things that is celebrated in Purim is the giving of gift baskets. Uh, there, are, there are four commandments. Uh, give gift baskets, read the book of Esther, have a festive meal, and give to the poor. I mean, it sounds like Christmas. <laughs> I'm just saying, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, folks. So, um, anyway, it's um, it's 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 just I just find all this I find all this stuff fascinating. Okay, I'm not a a, a biblical scholar uh, by any means, uh, but you know I am a student of the Bible, and uh, and I love studying God's word to try to uh, pull out of it all that I can to benefit myself uh, and to be able to share this with you, uh, the audience. And so I just, I just found that, that interesting. And, and of course, again, no one knows the exact date, but you know, there seems to be uh, an awful lot of uh, attempts to, um, to say that uh, December 25th is not the day. And, uh, and so we don't, you know, the day as we had um, uh, Bev came on and shared uh, the, 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 the story of the angel visiting Mary to tell her that she was going to be the mother of Jesus. We, you know, that, that I mean, that's the day, okay? Now, nine months um, afterwards is when Jesus would have been born. And so uh, I would say, hey, it would not, it would not surprise me if um, that, that moment of incarnation inside of Mary, which would have been nine months prior to the actual birth, it would not surprise me if that moment were to happen on a date of significance in the Jewish calendar. That would not surprise me at all. And there are others still that say that, you know, perhaps uh, that particular, that date of the incarnation inside of Mary uh, there, there, there are many that say, okay, maybe this happened during Hanukkah, the festival of lights, uh, which, uh, Hanukkah, you know, was in early December this year, but Hanukkah runs typically in, uh, November, late November, or, you know, sometimes throughout December. And so, uh, that would, uh, and, and again, you have to go forward, uh, nine months from there. Okay, so that would uh, create a, a, a birth in uh, July or August. Okay, 
So, uh, but the bottom line is we really, we really don't know. But what is interesting is that there's, you know, this is an actual historical person, the, you know, the life, the story, there's multiple witnesses. You have the four gospels. I mean, it's, you know, and they all vary a little bit. There's just so much, there's so much evidence of the reality of Jesus Christ. And uh, we're going we're gonna to say uh, hello to our caller calling in from Mechanicsville. Uh, hello, and thank you for calling. What's on your mind today? Merry, hey, Merry Christmas Craig, to you. Merry Christmas to you. This is Paul from Mechanicsville. We've spoken. We met at the Tuesday morning group and various things, and, and we listen to you regularly. And I just wanted to say uh, your comment, you may not be a biblical scholar, but you sure enlighten a lot of folks oh, with oh, your that's, stories about. That's very kind and, uh, of you, Paul. I really appreciate that. Crazy about your show, and bless you, and, and you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and, and I hope uh, that you have a really great show starting next year. So. Oh, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, I really appreciate that. Send the prayers up because I'm going to need them. <laughs> <laughs> we will, Brother Craig, and bless you. Thanks so much. Okay, thank you, Now, I really appreciate that phone call. All okay, right. Take care. All right, now. Okay, 804-454-1366 is the number, 804-454-1366. And um, uh, just a couple of minutes to our last break, and uh, and then we'll have one more segment here. And uh, But, you know, um, I hadn't had a chance to say a whole lot we've been you know like i say i I try to tone the politics down a little bit and uh and uh during december i try to be a little more um christ-centered of course the program all throughout the year is 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 christ-centered we try to give you politics from a christian worldview okay and and again you know i'm not a scholar i'm not a preacher and you know, although I used to joke, I'm not a preacher, but I play one on the radio. <laughs> but, um, anyway, um, I don't know. Is is it crazy to laugh at your own jokes? <laughs> anyway, 804-454-1366 uh, is the number here, 804-454-1366. But, um, you know, what, I, what, I'm, what I'm saying is that we – you know what I when I talk about the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition, we're talking about things that are very very real, and and we as Christians, conservatives, people that believe in the Constitution, we are people who believe in real things. Okay, we're not we're not people that believe in fantasy, and we get, you know, the one of the words for Satan is the accuser, and seeing what Satan is very good at is Satan. Well, let's just say. Let's bring it down to reality. The yielded vessels of Satan. Okay, so we're talking about flesh and blood human beings. Okay, and this is for those of you who might think when I say Satan that I might mean, uh, you know, a man in a, in, a, in a red suit with horns and a tail. No, yielded vessels of Satan. So these are human beings, okay, because God gave us free will, and we can be yielded to the Lord or we can be yielded to the fallen angel, okay? It's our choice. We have free will, okay? Because there there would be no there would be no point in anything if we did not have free will. You you know, how are you going to worship a god if you have no choice 
You know, it's like the birds that fly south in the winter. You know, they don't have a choice. You know, op- they operate off of instinct. Okay, or my dog uh, Maximus. Okay, Maximus operates off of instinct. You know, I let him out to do his business this morning. There was a dog across the street that was being walked. Maximus took off. You know, he's a terrier. He's territorial. Okay, he interpreted that. You know, in a way that I would not interpret it, because I'm made in the image of God. He is not. Okay, so. We, we we have to deal with the reality of that there are human beings that have choices to make, okay, because of free will. And so whether they make these choices out of ignorance, which is one of the reasons why we evangelize, okay, because we realize that there are many people under deception and there are many of these, these are people, sometimes they're people we know and people that we love and we wish and we pray that they would no longer be yielded to Satan, okay? And so we evangelize, we share the good news, and encased in the word evangel is angel. We we want to become an angel to bring them truth, okay? We, sh- we share, okay? We're not forcing. This, this is not Islam. There's no sword. We're not going to kill them if they don't, uh, if they don't, convert or believe or understand or or start trying you know what what we're going to do is we're probably going to try again okay totally totally different but you do have these yielded vessels of satan out here okay and so these people they're going to do and say all kinds of evil and so what they do is they accuse us of the things that they themselves do Okay, and one of the things that they do and they accuse us, they always say, oh, well, you Christians, you don't you're not people of science. Okay, you believe in a fairy tale. They want to say that there is no God and that all there is is matter. And it just sprung up out of it it created itself. You know, they they on the one hand, they share with you the Big Bang Theory. You know, I had a guy call me several years ago and I let him go on for about a minute or so about the Big Bang Theory. What, what what he was describing the Big Bang Theory, and it, so and then I and, and it took me ten seconds to shut him down. So and I said, so oh, so you believe in the Big Bang Theory, huh? Oh yeah, that's right. And so I said, well, who lit the fuse? And he okay, and he had no answer. Okay, and so, um, but anyway, they they say, oh, you're not people of science, okay, because you all. You know, you believe in a fairy tale God. And so, but when you look at all the men of science, they were all Christians, okay? And you could just go all, you just go down the list, Pasteur, um, you know, all the people of the Enlightenment that, that uh, discovered, uh, you know, Michael Faraday. You, you, If you know what a Faraday box is, Michael Faraday, you know, James Watt, okay? You know what, uh, you know, a 50-watt light bulb is. Okay, it's named after what? Okay, you just go down the list. Even Einstein said the more he studied the creation, the more he believed in God. And so these people who are now several generations later that think they know science, they poo-poo the founders of science. And so now they accuse us 
of not being people of science when we are the ones that we will say, oh, a boy is a boy, a girl is a girl. That seems like very, very elementary science to me. But now the people that say accuse us of not being people of science, they say, oh, no, there's a hundred different genders. And there's, there's two, male and female. Word of God, male and female created he them. Okay? I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist. A little child, you give them a puppy. They, they pick the puppy up. They, they say, oh, it's a boy. Or, oh, it's a girl. Okay? This is the, a child. A child has more sense than these people. And we're going to welcome Al calling in. Al, brother Al, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine, Craig. Yourself? I am fantastic, man. I hope your Christmas season is moving along in a very blessed way. Absolutely. Very to see the grandkids, spend time with them. Um, it's just more like a comment, nothing uh, political or anything. But uh, I won first. I want to congratulate you on uh, moving four to six uh, Monday to Thursday. Thank you. Thank you, Al. I look forward to that. All right. And thank you for your support, too, Al. Oh, uh, well, that's, that's not a problem. Uh, I will speak out and, uh, to your other listeners. Uh, you know, you making this move, I know airtime costs. And yes, sir. Free, and so I hope you'll uh, get even more support. Um, but, in the, but what I'd like to finish with is to just, you know, wish you and yours and Kimberly uh, Maximus, uh, <laughs> you know, a great uh, Christmas season. Thank you so much, brother. I really right. appreciate that. God bless and you. And care. you and your lovely wife as well. All right. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. I appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, what would he have? About uh, seven or eight minutes left in today's program. Probably time for one or two more phone calls. If you would like to call in, 804 454 1366. 804 454 1366. And by the way, I do need to mention I, I promised earlier in the program that uh, for folks that wanted to support what we do, uh, find a financial support that I would give the address out. And so maybe some of you went and got a pen and paper and are waiting. It was like, okay, when's he going to give the address out? Okay. So I'm going to give the address out now. All right. So if you want to, well, there's two ways uh, to do it. First of all, you can go to our website, the really real deal.com, the really real deal.com. And there's of course, there's a donate button there. And uh, very secure. Uh, we have we we paid the upcharge to make sure that it is secure. Okay. So uh, and then of course the second way is uh, an old-fashioned check in the mail, uh, made out to the First Amendment Inc. Uh, just like the Constitution, the First Amendment Inc. And the address is 8659 Staples Mill Road, Richmond, Virginia 23228. Eight six Five nine Staples Mill Road, Richmond, Virginia two three two two eight. And matter of fact, that's at the website too. So if you weren't able to write it down, but and if you are able to pull the website up, and you still prefer to send a check, uh, go to the website and scroll down to the bottom. Click the donate uh, button and scroll down to the bottom, and the uh, mailing address uh, is right there. And and we really we really greatly appreciate it. And uh, you know, so this is uh, going to be an experiment to see if, 
you know, the type of support we have. We'll be reaching out to the business community for advertisers. And, of course, we'll be reaching out to listeners uh, for donations. Uh, and Al said it perfectly, and if you've heard me say it many times, uh, freedom is not free. And so it's, uh, it's a cost, and uh, this is uh, the beginning of my 11th year. Uh, it is a labor of love. Uh, you know, I've never received a salary or any other type of remuneration to do this. Uh, I do it because I love doing it. And uh, now it wouldn't hurt my feelings if things blow up so big that I am able to one day <laughs> get a salary. <laughs> that really would be nice, okay? But, um, you know, I mean, Jesus didn't get a salary. Paul didn't get a salary. You know, Paul was a tent maker. Jesus was a carpenter or a carpenter's son, okay? Um, you know, we don't know that, you know, he himself was a carpenter, but, you know, they are the apostles, the early church, you know, the, these people had to have some sort of way to uh, earn a living and and at the same time evangelize. And from those humble beginnings, we're to the point now where the gospel of Jesus Christ has gone uh, to the four corners of the earth. And, uh, you know, we're almost to, the, I mean, this this was prophesied that the truth, this truth would be taught all over the world, okay? And so... You know, we had a caller, uh, I believe it was Keith, called up earlier uh, talking about, you know, the time getting short. And, you know, I've had many guests on uh, over the years uh, who are true scholars uh, that have shared that, you know, there are so many of the things, for example, um, the rebirth of of Israel, okay, which uh, in our lifetime we're like the only generation so to see that. So all the generations that said, oh, the end is near, well, that prophecy didn't had not occurred in their lifetime, so they, they might have said the end was near, but that prophecy had not happened. That didn't happen until 1948, okay? And so with, with all this technology and the gospel being translated into almost every language imaginable, you know, uh, some of my friends from uh, Fairmount Church, Rob and Lori McGee, are missionaries in Haiti, and they're putting uh, Bibles in the, um, in you know, the, the people there, some of them speak French, but I think some of them speak some sort of dialect that's like an indigenous language. It's not French, okay? And so they, even in their language, they have Bibles now, so the gospel is going to places, thanks to technology, that in previous generations, that prophecy could not possibly have been fulfilled that the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ would have would go everywhere. It's, it's just simply not possible. But today these things are possible. So anyway, something to think about here uh, as we celebrate the birth of Christ. Uh, I pray that uh, you and your family are, are well, are happy, are you know that maybe if you if you heard uh, what uh, my my guest Bev said earlier uh, in the program, she's she's going to have her grandchildren read uh, read out loud the Christmas story out of the Bible. Okay, that's a excellent exercise to uh, bring into the mind of children, and we should never ever uh, forget. Uh, you know what is said that. We should teach our children 
upon our rising, upon our setting, upon our going, and upon our coming. In other words, at all times, teach our children. And uh, because if we don't teach our children, I remember earlier in the program I was talking about these uh, yielded vessels of Satan. They're real, okay? This is not, you know, spooky something out of a Stephen King movie. These are real people. And a lot of these people have their sights on your son, your daughter, your grandson, your granddaughter, okay? And so uh, we're going to welcome Big Mike real quick. Big Mike, Merry Christmas to you. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you and uh, to yours, and a Happy New Year. And I'm glad you're stressing the importance of us retaking the public schools. Yes, sir. And uh, unfortunately, uh, Mr. Reagan wanted to do away with the Department of Education. That should be the top priority, but his own party was against him. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, that's and, and now Trump's got the same problems with his own party. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Well, thank you, Big Mike. I appreciate yeah, it, man. You're welcome. And uh, I'll be uh, sending something to you shortly. Okay, God, bless, God you, bless you, brother. You take care. And good luck on the... Uh, the big show that's uh, starting January the 7th. I'll be listening. Okay. Thank you, now. All right. Mm, Bye-bye. Right. Well, all right, folks. That'll be a wrap, and we're going to uh, exit out with some more beautiful music. And, uh, hey, check out our replay tomorrow, Sunday, um, 9 to noon. And other than that, we'll see you right here next Saturday.